He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Fortinet. Hey, back in 1995, my guest started a business to solve an age-old problem to find reliable local service, and she hit the streets, going door-to-door, signing up customers as members and collecting ratings of local contractors, and she's been doing it every day since then. You'll recognize her from her numerous TV commercials where she's become the pitch person, and I say the face of the company that bears her name. I'm talking about Angie's List, and I'm here with Angie Hicks, and she and her partner took the company public back in 2011, and now they have over 3 million paid households in over 200 cities that help with more than 700 categories of service, home improvement, uh, leading to health care and everything else. I'm talking to Angie Hicks. Angie, welcome. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to be here. Hey, talk to me about the model. Explain to me, because not everybody, you know, has used your service. I've never used the service. I'm, I apologize for that, you know, but maybe before the end of this thing, I'll go online we'll and sign up. We'll find a project for you. There we'll you go. We'll find a project for you. you. Know, my, now, my, my wife has used it, but I've not used it. So talk to me about the model. Sure. So Angie's List started 20 years ago, and we help you find the best local service companies. So whether you're looking for a plumber or an electrician or someone to assemble a swing set, we can help you. And it started as a review business. All the reviews come from consumers. And I think one of the big differentiators of us in the review space was we didn't allow anonymous reviews. There was accountability in the system. So, you know, because these are big decisions. You know, are I, I got to tell you, I like that already because I don't like these little trolls. If you if you want to say something bad, let let me know your name. Right. You have to own it. Yeah, exactly. Own it. You know, I mean, so, you know, you want good, credible information. So, uh, you know, so we started out in Columbus, Ohio and expanded around the country. But, uh, you know, so the business consumers join Angie's List. Uh, They become a member. They get access to the the list through the website, through our call-in service. We have a magazine we publish every month. We have a complaint resolution service. Uh, and you know, really, just stand behind the, the consumers in this in their in their quest to find the best service providers. Uh, and we also, uh, you can actually buy services right on the site as well from highly rated service providers. So you know, if I have, if so, it's just a way of like crowdsourcing from my friends, right? I mean, that's basically the the, the premise of the business, right? But the hard thing about local service, that's exactly right. You know, but it might be easy to crowdsource information on a restaurant. But if you wanted to crowdsource information on a roofer, I mean, I tell us all the time, like, what's the odds that you can find, you know, 10 friends who all use the same roofer and liked them? Yeah, well, that's... I mean, uh, that's just harder to find. Yeah, unless, you've had, unless you're living in South Dakota and you had a lot of hell damage across the whole yeah. neighborhood, and we're all using the same Been guy. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, But uh, you don't see that too often here in New York exactly. City. Right. Hey, but, but you know what? You take, a little bit of, you take a little bit of crap, though, because some people I've, I've read... I don't necessarily believe this, but they've said that, hey, how can you be objective if you're running an ad model? Because you've got some ad models where the guys can actually advertise, right, on the site. So if I'm a contractor and let's say I'm a plumber, uh, be the last thing I'll do, but let's say I was a plumber, (laughs) um, you know, I can advertise on the site to advertise my services. And some people say, that, well, that's a little bit of a conflict, isn't it? Well, I mean, the way the process works is, it, you know, it's not a conflict because they have to be highly rated in order to, to advertise, uh, and they have to offer a, a discount to the consumers, and if their rating falls below the criteria, they actually 
uh, they actually lose that right. And we're very uh, we're very diligent about that. And it's something we're very transparent about with consumers and with service companies alike. That you have to you know kind of the price to you know to pay to play is you've got to provide great service. Do you kick people off? We kick them. We would certainly kick them out of the advertising section. We never kick someone off the list, though. They just might be on the list poorly rated. Oh, I mean, is there like a suck list? These guys suck. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so you could be F rated. So we it's A through uh, oh. F. It's like a school report card. So they could be F rated. Yeah. So. I'm assuming like school, right. F is not a good grade, right? <laughs> That's not a good grade, exactly. Yeah. Hey, so talk to me about. Uh, how did you meet Bill? Because you were like an intern for him, right? So Bill's your CEO and your yep. partner. So how did you how did you meet Bill? Sure, I was uh, uh, I was in college and I was in a, at DePaul University and they had a program called the Management Fellows Program. What, what, that, were you, what were you studying? Uh, economics. Oh, okay. Yep. So I needed to do an internship for an entire semester. So Bill was working at a venture capital firm at the time, and he came to DePaul to interview for interns and. Uh, I ended up on a schedule. I have to admit, <laughs> it's always easy to laugh about these things later on. I'm like, I didn't really know what venture capital was yeah. when I went into the interview. Right, right. You just thought, hey, it's a job, whatever. Exactly. And it's not I'm flipping. Like, I can do whatever you need me to do. And it's I not flipping into- burgers. Not knocking flipping burgers because I've done That's that right. too. But it yeah. was, you were, here you were, naive. Um, what were you? What were you? Junior, senior? What? I was a junior. So junior. yeah. So I yeah. go in and I. You know, and the first question he asked me was uh, if I was as good at math as the guy that was uh, that had interviewed right before me. Well, wait, it was one of those but, moments of question, like, how do you answer that? Well, you, you, well if you're me, I always say I'm better. I don't yeah. give a what he was doing. I'm better. I can right. I, I can make mistakes better than him, and I can I can do it better than him. Whatever right. it was. So I was like, I knew who you interviewed ahead, and I knew he was better at math. So I was like, fine, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. So, I'm not so, as good as he is, but I'm really good. So you did this intern. How long was the internship? Just a semester, and uh, and so when I was getting ready to graduate from college, I really thought I'd wanted to work in a smaller company. And but you know, I was an econ major. It was the mid '90s. You know, the jobs I was interviewing for were consulting jobs. So yeah. uh, so I called Bill up, and we he was giving me advice for companies to apply to. And you know, I'd send off my resume in the mail because it was the mid '90s, and yep. no one would reply. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, and so he called me up one day and was like, "Hey, I've got an idea for a business. Why don't you, uh, why don't you come and work? Why don't you come and see if we can start it?" And so he must have saw something in you then too. I mean, you, you don't just call and offer an intern out of the uh, out of the blue. He must have saw something from that internship that said, "Hey." And I, by the way, I've done that too. You know, I've bought and sold a lot of companies in my life, and I've seen young people, and I go, "They're going to be superstars." And I think he probably saw the same thing. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 very kind. He's like, you know, he's. His comment was, he, she was the best intern I had because no matter what I gave her, she got it done. That's so, pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah, but you exactly. know, Angie, I've met you a couple of times, um, yeah. you know, in our, our travel around the countries and had some mutual friends. In fact, you're, I think your former chairman, maybe still your chairman, I don't know, um, yeah. of the board, uh, used to work with him. Right. Well, so uh, you seem to me, uh, although you're coming through on, on the radio right now with me as an extrovert, but you seem more of an introvert. I'm very much an introvert. Yeah, I, I have to learn to be. Yeah, exactly. This is. <laughs> it's it's different for you. It doesn't come natural, does it? I mean, no. Yeah, could I? I mean, I you I size people up. You know, cause I'm a big guy, and that's part of my whole stick in life has always been to read people fast. And 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 you you are you know I'm not saying introverts are bad because I'm an extrovert. I'm opposite of that, and I'm married to more of an introvert or expressive personality. So yeah. you know, it, which is a good thing. You got to have balances and everything. But it you, you, now you're lead marketing. That doesn't seem 
It doesn't seem like it it connects. You know what I right, mean? Right, right. I think it's a I think it's an example of how you just have to evolve. You know, I mean, it was like I uh, I remember you know like one of the first things that I had to do was go door to door selling memberships. Tell that like, story. Cause I read this like, story. That's miserable. Yeah, you yeah. you went door to door and you, you didn't have a customer and you you called on some woman who I don't know what was her name. Patty Bowman. So tell me about that. The first yeah, time so you, to, you sold yeah, something. Yeah, I go to, I go to the, Patty Bowman's house, and I knock on her door, and, you know, took all of the gumption. I mean, I wasn't even a Girl Scout, so, I, like, my sales skills were <laughs> zero, you know? I'm like, I, 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 and I'm trying to explain a service that, you know, we didn't even have it off the ground. So. What we, by the way, I'm going to ask you, I don't want people to write in, I'm going to ask you what you were wearing. All right. Oh, okay. I mean, what you were your jeans yeah. or what? Were you dressed as a professional? What was? I probably, I was probably, I probably did dress up. I'm gonna yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, I would think you yeah. would. I don't, I don't anymore, but I probably did back then. You know, it was, right. it was one of those where, like, you know, you're, when you're 22, you got to dress like someone might take you seriously. Oh, I looked like a college <laughs> prep ad. I mean, I wore the suit, the tie. In fact, I used to wear ties to class, and people used right. to make fun of me. But you know yep. what the heck? Look where I'm at now, and this guy exactly. still doesn't have a job. Exactly. You're like, so. now I wear my jeans every day, and it's, I'm happy, right? Yeah, and I can tell people to go to hell because they want me to change and put on a suit, and I don't have to, you know? Exactly. So you call, so, yeah. on, you call on Patty, knock on the door. She comes to the door. You start explaining the service, and you sold her. I did, and in fact, I, she took two memberships. I couldn't have been more excited because she doubled. bought one for herself and her her son. And she's like, "So, how many members do you have?" I'm like, "Well, that makes three. <laughs> That's funny. And sweetest thing, she runs she runs the back of the house. She'd lived in in Columbus her entire life. Like yeah. she did, she didn't need Angie's list. Uh, but she went. She gave me her entire. I think it was either a Christmas card list or a church directory. And she said, "You need to call every one of these people and tell them that I said to call." And she also gave me the list of every contractor she had ever used. Wow. That, was, that had to be a big so boom. It should, it should really help. be Patty's list if, yeah. we're, you know, if we want to be honest. Well, don't say that because she's going to want some <laughs> stock right there. There you go. So, you know, but that there, you just named something that a lot of business owners see and I think is really inherent in your system and the way in which you have to do it. And that is you got to have raving fans, right? Right. The, the, these like brand ambassadors. And she became a brand ambassador quickly. Do you have a lot of those inside of Angie's list today? We do. I mean, we do. And that was one of the things that I think, you know, like I was – you know, when we started this, I mean, people's affinity to the brand, even when it was new, you know, at first I thought it was like, oh, it's just because it's in Columbus and I've met a lot of the people and people are excited about it. But I saw that evolve, you know, kind of across the, the country and, you know, we get letters in and I, you know, I, I would think about kind of businesses that I loved. I'm like, you know, and that, you know, kind of, I remember sitting back and thinking, I love Joan and David's shoes, you know, yeah. it was like, you know, <laughs> early on. And I was like, I... I don't know that I would send a letter, but oh. people would send letters in and talk about how, you know, how the business helped them. And, you know, and that is something to this day, you know, that is, you know, I love that. I still talk to members, you know, like if somebody calls in and wants to talk to me, I talk to them. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's actually, it's kind of cool. Things. It's cool, isn't it? I mean, it's like, yeah. I, I, you know, I can't get, I can't believe I get paid for this, but uh, let's don't, uh, maybe I shouldn't publish or put that out there right now because they'll want to knock my fees down. But, <laughs> but you know, the fact that people call in, I'm just like, you know, people talk about social media and doing that. It's just, I'm just so pleased that they actually write, you know? Right. So right. Even, even, even if it's bad, I like their comments because at least they're saying something, right? Right. They're engaged. They're interested. They, they you know, they, people respond because they care. Yep. Even if it's negative, it's because they care. So you, you made a transition. And if you think about the business that you had, you were you know, largely a print business at the time. Right. In a non-digital, more traditional. And now you're a digital business. 
What yep. was that trend? I mean, because you started in 95. We were talking about, you know, resumes and things like that, that were done by paper. And now, yeah. and now here you are, a high, you know, it's an app. You got three million, you know, users of this thing, paid households that are using right. it a lot more than that, I'm sure, um, as we're talking. But so what was that transition like? What, what would you what advice would you give to a business owner that's trying to make that, you know, that transition to digital? You know, I think it's it's figuring out what role it'll play in your business. I mean, you know, so when we were, you know, we we had a good viable business model and then the internet came along mm-hmm. and you know we had to decide you know whether the internet was going to become us or whether it was going to be another part of the business and so you know we put up i think we took two thousand dollars we you know walked uh, you know down the street to you know a couple of uh, i think fresh college graduates yeah. and said we need a website some 14 year olds yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they built a website and you know we put it out and it was you know i think it was even an email based website i mean it was like you know it was 1998 or whatever it was oh, yeah. and uh and you know we just kind of like hadn't really paid attention to it one day bill's like so how's that website doing <laughs> and i think it was like we were getting half of our sales through this little you know marketing email based website we're like guess we better invest in a website yeah uh you know but for us you know the web was obviously just a perfect thing for us for our business you know people would rather read a review than listen to me read it to them uh you know but but it didn't completely change who we were so while consumers a lot of them go to the web i mean you know the vast majority use the website or the app or things like that we still run a call-in service Mm -hmm. you can call in and talk to a real person here and they will search the list for you and they will do all that for you and i think that's how much of that business turned into a competitive advantage for us like how often can you talk to someone well by the way how much of that is your business over the other piece i haven't looked at the numbers so the the web's probably 90 percent sure Sure, but yeah. so, but there's still people who like to but talk to people. But you just don't know. You're like, or you just sort of like, I don't even know what I need to hire. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening. You know, this is what's going on. I mean, that's why I'm. You know, we have a an app that we introduced uh, last year called Snapfix, which is basically like, take a picture of what you need to have done, and we'll find someone. Oh, that's smart. I like that idea because I, then it's a visual, and then you can go do it right. and, and match it. Because you don't even up. know. You're like, I don't know who does this. Or what? Or what <laughs> or this maybe is? That's just yeah. me. Or, or what this is? What is right. this thing? I don't know who I need to hire. Yeah. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Fortinet. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Fortinet. What, let me ask you, how, so how many mistakes did you make along the way, uh, especially in that transition? Oh, lots. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, if, if anything, I think, you know, I think it's, you know, you make mistakes every day. I, I think that's part of being in an entrepreneurial, fast-moving organization. Yep. Uh, and, you know, and, and I think kind of having a, a culture that can celebrate a mistake and kind of not make it something that's bad. Uh, you know, I think, you know, I think I, I kind of likened it to, you know, when I take my kids out to go swimming, like I'm going to let them swim in the, you know, the lake, but I'm going to stay nearby in case they need help. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same philosophy we have around here. Like, go do what you need to do. I'd rather you act than act, ask for, you know, and ask for forgiveness later. But, you know, if it's not going right. Just make sure I'm the first one to know so that I can help. Yep. Hey, so what's it like to have your face be recognized? You know, I, and when I'm sitting next to 
you know, United Airlines, for instance, I'm on the plane and my show will be, you know, when my, my TV show will be playing, right. someone will look over at me and look at the screen, like, look over at me. Like, and, hey. Yeah. <laughs> that's, is that you? You know, but you've got to have that. I mean, because you advertise yeah. a lot more than, than yep. my show's seen. So what's that like to have that, that, you know, have your face tied to that list like that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those things like, like the marketing department, you know, encouraged me to do that. I don't know, maybe four or five years ago and you know kind of back to me being an introvert I mean it is a you know it's it is a little outside of my comfort zone in that regard but you know but I've had you know just great conversations with people you know I mean it's just like it's one of those things where you know it's 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 been fun but you know but there are days when you know I want to run to the grocery store and you know in my glasses and (laughs) yeah exactly I I don't want to be recognized yeah does the marketing team freak out if you cut your hair I mean, you know, or, you know, if, oh, gosh forbid, you know, you gain exactly, weight or something like that. Oh, my gosh, there goes the ad campaign. I mean, we got to retake the photos. But it's got to have some data. But, you know, I got to, you know, kidding aside, Angie, it's got to have. But you're on. But you're on. But yeah. you're, I mean, but you're, you're all, you know, you're always representing the brand. Well, so, you, well, I mean, but, so you, but even if your name wasn't on it or your face wasn't the face of the brand, you, you got to be on anyway as an executive yeah, of the company. I mean, absolutely. That, without question. I mean, I always tell people you sell yourself, you sell the business, sell the business, you sell yourself, right? right. In this case, it's literally your name. And you're yeah. a publicly traded company now. But is, there's got to be some some downsides to that, too. I mean, you got to you, tell me, is someone, I'm sure someone's written you some nasty comments or something like that where they've. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I probably have over the years. I and mean, I've, I've never had a situation where someone has come up and, and actually addressed me in public, you know, in a negative way. Oh, wow. You know, and I think, you know, which is... you got to be more know, controversial I, like me, because I, I get I people... Should be more thank- yeah. I should be more I should be very thankful. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people are, are actually extremely kind. Yeah, you help people. I tell people off. So, yeah. you know, it's like, I'll, I'll you, you, be careful what you say to me, because I'll punch you in the face, you know, so I, I don't have a problem with that. That's the way we do... You're a lot taller than I am, uh, too, Jeff. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm a little bit... I'm bigger than necessary, as they say, you know. Hey, I went out to some fans and asked them some questions, and... and this one one fan named Kyle uh, Crawford. He asked. He said. Uh, he says I do not understand the value of the subscription model to the consumer, but he, he wants to know. But he likes to use some of these services. All right, and he's mm-hmm. been using a free service. I'm not going to say who it is, but he's been using a free service, and he wants to know: Will you stick with the subscription model, or are you going to let some of these other free services capture a segment of the market? that they've not yet captured or possibly could erode your existing base? That's a, that's a pretty good question. That's a great question, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so actually, the way we've evolved the business, you know, Angie's List says we've built up a marketplace. So you can actually come on the site and, and, and buy plumbing service on our site from highly rated providers. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a consumer, as a non-member, you can do that. Uh, the membership is kind of the, all the added benefits. You're going to get a better price on that offer. Uh, you're going to get the magazine. You're going to get the customer support center. You're going to get the complaint resolution service. So we actually have both both sides of the fence. So it's like, and, a, con- know, it's like a, con- it's a little bit like a concierge as well. So I've got somebody to troubleshoot, do all right. the extra stuff, right. and I might get yeah. a discount. Well, do I always get a discount or I might get a discount? Uh, you know, a lot. You, you get a discount. On, your pricing is better than the non-member price. Yeah, on so, the offers. So what's the what's the subscription cost? Just so I know. Uh, you can get a basic membership that starts at ten dollars, but it can go up. Uh, it goes up from there. There's a there's plus. There's premium membership. Ten bucks. So a, ten bucks. bucks one, t- yeah. one time or a month. It's annually. Yeah, it's like a no-brainer. I mean, yeah. uh, come on, it's less than 
you know, <laughs> less than an right. egg sandwich sometimes in some places, depending <laughs> on what you're, it is. You're in New York today, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm in New York, so it's <laughs> like I had my egg sandwich, and I love my egg sandwich. Hey, and by the way, I need to take a break right now, and speaking of egg sandwich, what's better to go with that than... My good friends at Dunkin' Donuts. America runs on Dunkin', and that's where I go every single day. By the way, Angie, what is your favorite uh, kind of coffee? I have to admit, I'm a hot chocolate drinker. Are you really? Well, you know, you, you, get, you can still get that at Dunkin'. You can still get that. I know that. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Dunkin' Donuts just announced they're opening a bunch of locations here in Indianapolis. Yeah, they're so. they're expanding all over the place. What's your favorite kind of donut? Glazed. Uh, glazed? Uh, you just like the old-fashioned glazed? I just like the old-fashioned glazed. I See, love I'm those. I'm kind of a plain Jane. Yeah, I like, <laughs> uh, you know, there you go again. You're getting back to that introverted kind of uh, economic stuff again. <laughs> See, I like an apple fritter myself. I, I'm kind nice. of in there. Well, you know, so there we go. So my that was my, my shameless plug for Duncan, which I, I'm going to weave those in from time to time, and uh, all my sponsors. And now, let me ask you a little bit more on this um, the business side of things again. You know, you, you take a little heat on your numbers, all right? Um, you know, Heath, uh, Heath wrote in a good, uh, good fan. He said, with scale, why are you struggling to do as well? Because, I mean, now let's, let's, let's reframe the question because I don't want to make it sound like a negative question. Your sales are way up, right? Your, mm-hmm. your, your costs are going down, but yet you haven't been getting a profit and they've been beating you up on it. So what's the take? So, I mean, you know, the way the business is built, you know, it's a subscription-based business. So as we, as we grow the business, you know, it, it's really waiting on that recurring revenue to come back around. And, in fact, we just, you know, we just released our earnings this, uh, this week and, um, and uh, created positive EBITDA for the year. So. Did you really? Yep. Oh, yep. wow. So, See, I'm reading some old reports. Well, that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Good for so, you. Congratulations. Con- <laughs> not only is it you. your birthday, congr- you know, 20 years you've been in business. Exactly. Congratulations on that. that was thank that a. You. Did you pop some champagne? Or at least maybe some hot chocolate because well, you know, you, you, champagne's a little expensive. Around. Yeah, the back of the introverts are around here, Jeff. You know, yeah. we're like, we got, we got lots of work to do. So we're just, you know, kind of still plugging away. Uh, but you, yeah, had so to, you, had, you had to do, come on, you and Bill had to at least do a high five or something. <laughs> I mean, come on. Did you go out and celebrate? At least do that? Ha- have a glazed donut from Dunkin' or whatever or something? Yeah, we had some donuts. I'll donuts. say, I'm, I'm going to send yeah. you some donuts. At least you got positive. You can't afford them until you get positive every quarter, but, you know, until right. then, right? <laughs> That's the way it is. They, they beat you up on this. I mean, which it, it always surprises me to watch a company get beat up like that from time to time. When, when, you're, when you're growing in sales, you're growing. And I, I think I read, like, your recurring revenue is like 75%, which means somewhere in that range where the people who are buying subscriptions come back, and that's a high retention right. rate. Right. Yeah, I mean, we have a very loyal, we have very loyal consumers. We have very loyal service companies. So it's building out that network, and and we're also in the process of building out a marketplace. You know, the, a local services marketplace, and and that you know, and, and building a marketplace is you know is hard work, and you know, and we're we're diligently going at it. And I think you know, at Angie's List, we're really focused on the outcomes. What are the yep. outcomes of your local service? It's not that I just can match you with a plumber. It's that you're going to have a great experience with the plumber. And, you know, and that's, and that's where we're put, putting all our energy because that's what, that's what really matters to the consumer. Well, I, Rowan Lawson's another fan. I wrote in and, and said your, your business came before social media. So how did you get the word out to spur the growth? 
Yeah, so we were, we were, so when we realized that door to door wasn't going to be, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it wasn't going to work for me. Yeah. Uh, we we actually just became local marketers. I mean, you know, I kind of dogged local marketers. So we were advertising. Uh, we advertise on NPR locally. Uh, we did the daily papers, the little weekly newspapers in the different towns, and just kind of had a suite of, of local marketing initiatives that worked. And, and word of mouth. Word of mouth has got to be, I think Absolutely. Word, it's got to be yeah. your biggest, right? I mean, that's yeah. always good for a business and to have that right. word of mouth. And, and do you have somebody who's just like focused in on that side of it for you? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's actually fun. So we give out, uh, we give out candy. Uh, when you refer someone to us, we we actually in the early days we'd give out money. We'd actually send cash in the mail, and <laughs> but can, you know what? I bet you candy works better. Candy works better. There yeah. is something about getting candy in the mail by surprise that makes you just so happy. I used, and, I used, you know, no one ever complained that they didn't get their money, but if they didn't get their candy, oh, they were upset. So there's a company, <laughs> now years ago I used to own a printing shop, and I was in the printing shop. I didn't always spend all the time. I was kind of an absentee owner, but I was in there from time to time. And I remember seeing the print guys running, the, these are my printers, the guys that worked down in the basement that ran the presses, running to get the UPS shipments. And I'm thinking, why? Why are these guys so excited to get the UPS shipment? Well, that's because Van Son Inc. used to put Tootsie Rolls in the ink shipments. And so oh. whoever got to the box first when they shipped the ink in and opened it up yep. got the Tootsie Rolls, right? So I yep. thought, oh, ingenious. No wonder we order so right. much ink, right. you know? So, yeah, so it's Tootsie Rolls at Angie's List, too. So if you <laughs> refer it, someone, you get a bag of Tootsie Rolls. Is that, is that, what, is that the candy I get? Yep. Are you, no, or, yeah. Oh, yeah. heck of it. Well, we I got to find John. John, track down Tootsie Rolls. We want to get them as a sponsor now. That's what we're going to do. We're going to give them plugs. That's pretty cool. So <laughs> what's been the toughest thing for you as a leader in the business? You know, I think for me, so, you know, I, I think what's different is I was 22. You know, I think about this. I started the business when I was 22. I think, you know, and I was, you know, I think one of the challenges is going from being a doer to a leader. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I talk to folks all the time that are kind of in that transition because it's a lot harder than you think it's going to be. Um, you know, I would not consider myself, I probably wasn't the most patient person in the world, and it was a lot of times easier to do it yourself. And, 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 and I think that was probably the biggest, you know, one of the biggest changes for me was kind of going through that, through that evolution. I mean, I think I, I lucked out and, uh, and had a baby kind of early on in that process. You know, like, you know, yeah. like the business, we started having employees at the business. I'd gotten married and, and I, uh, I went out on maternity leave and I think having a maternity leave actually forced my hand. Uh, forced, forced you to kind me. of give up and let somebody else run it. Stuff. Yeah, and yeah. And it was just one of those, was like, okay, there's no other choice. And, you know, and I'm like, I, to this day, I, uh, I look fondly back on that maternity leave. So what, when, you, when you take a vacation, you take a vacation, I mean, you really get out of it? I try. Yeah. I try. I mean, I've got three. I've got three kids that are, you know, elementary age. So I, I really try. I mean, you know, I think you know we live in a world where we're all way too connected. I think it's harder than it was you know, really ten hard. years ago. Yeah. Um, but I try. I yeah, try. I, I go on vacation important. with my wife, and it usually takes me about five days to disconnect. I mean, it yeah. I mean, in about that fifth day, I'm, I'm having a breakdown. I mean, literally, you know. And she has to get me off the walls. Um, right. which she did in Italy this summer, hey, nice. <laughs> which we had a great time. The, um, but it, it's still got to be tough to, to let, let your folks make mistakes or let them take the credit sometimes, right? I mean, it's, 
Credit's probably easier. Pre- credit, well, yeah, credit's easy. I'm like, I love watching. I love yeah. watching that. I mean, it's. It, I think it's one of those where you know you, you you realize like when you get a great team put together, you know everybody's better because of everyone else's success. But mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of taking taking challenges. I think it's as long as you have good ground rules, kind of making mistakes can also be just as easy. So you know, it's just the you know I think kind of building a culture that. That, that kind of lays that foundation is important. You know, it's not, I don't want, I don't want people to make mistakes and then try to hide them and then try to fix them themselves and then they get worse and you're just like, oh, wow, because then it's a big problem. But if it's a problem that's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have done that. And it's like, as soon as we know about it, then it's, it's so much easier to fix. And, yeah. you know, because you want them exploring ideas. Otherwise, you're just kind of stagnant. I mean, I think, you know, there's been on social media the quote about, you know, what's the worst answer? It's because we always did it that way. Like, that's, like, I, I couldn't agree more. You don't you don't want to just say that's why we do it. I mean... What, what do you mean by that? I didn't catch that. What, what do you mean by oh, what's like, the worst? Uh, you know, it's like, what's the worst answer? And it's because we've always done it that way. Oh, always done it. Yeah, exactly. I hate that. I can't stand right. that. You know, I, like... I'm, I'm for driving change all the time. But, but I also watch, I let my people make mistakes. And I will let them make them kind of publicly because I want them to have that experience. And, and I might try to guide them, but I actually will let them just fail because if, if they don't have that, then they're not going to learn from it. And, right. and I don't want them to die, but, but by and large, we're not involved with things that are going to let people die. Yeah. I, do, I have another saying around here, like, yeah, we're not running the ER. Yeah. Like, let's, yeah. All keep, let's keep our failures in perspective here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a no bad review. Yeah. yeah, it was a bad review, or we screwed that one up. Don't do right. that again. Let right. Me, let me ask you, can a bad review help a business get better? I think absolutely. I mean, you know, over the 20 years, I can't tell you how many times I've had a conversation with a provider about a bad review because it, everyone takes it very personally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I, I honestly have seen is the companies that, you know, kind of take it and make use of it and respond thoughtfully to a negative review can win more customers than a company that has had no negative reviews. Yeah, and just acknowledging it, right? Like, hey, we right. screwed that up. I mean, because look, I, look, I've I've had a printing business. I've had you know all kinds of different businesses. I know we've screwed up. We've printed the wrong color. We've printed it late. We printed it and we misspelled the words. Okay, you right. know, gosh forbid. But it, you got to own it. Yeah, exactly. Get over <laughs> it. You know. Right, because like I mean, I just was you know, it's like, hey, I'm looking at this kitchen remodeler, and it you know, it looks like there's everything moves along perfectly. Like, wouldn't you want to know when something doesn't go right and how they're going to handle themselves? That because that's where you really get to see what the company's made of. Exactly. So, given that, what's the most important quality you would find in an employee? You're only as good as your as your folks, right? Yeah. And, and, yeah, and I'm going to ask you about that in a, about a vendor in a minute, or the contractors, or whoever is you know that you list as your customers. Because yeah. I think there's 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 one of each. But but if your employees, you're only as good as the people around you, and you, and your lowest common denominator. So what do you what do you think is probably your you know the greatest quality that you look for in that employee? I, you know, I'll, I'll take kind of a a hard worker. You know, I I'd probably rank kind of hardworking, smart, kind of, and, you know, kind of uh, a, a thirst for learning is yeah. kind of probably my top three. Yeah, I like that. I like people who are inquisitive. I, I like hustlers. I mean, you yeah. can be, you cannot be the smartest person in the room, but be a good hustler and still get it done. You right. know, and I've seen right. I've seen stupid I or great, or excuse me, great ideas 
never get implemented because they didn't have a team to implement. But I've seen stupid ideas get implemented by people. So it yeah. either, you know, but I'd rather see I'd rather see stuff get implemented, right? Right, and, right. And get done, even if it's not done right. It's least yeah, it's I mean, I, I, sometimes we all strive for perfection, and I'm like, that's that's where we miss. Yeah. yeah. A lot of things go undone. Well, or don't get started. <laughs> Because yeah, you don't, you can't come up with a perfect plan, or you can't come up with a perfect answer. So, right. What about the vendor side of that? You're, what do you call those vendors or partners or contractors? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. the contract, not just a you know plumber, electrician, it right. could be a contractor of anything. But what do you think is the best um, thing you look for there? You know, I think for them is uh, you know kind of doing what they're saying. They're doing what they say they're going to do. Mm, delivering on promises. Delivering on promises. I mean, yeah. I get a lot of this. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, I think some of the, you know, most common complaints we still hear is like, oh, so-and-so didn't show up on time. Yeah. Like, just, just, you know, <laughs> it's so, under promise, yeah. over deliver, and do your work well, you know, and, and be high quality. Are you surprised really how easy it is to just hit the bar? If you, if you just hit the mark, I mean, and the right. bar is pretty low, quite frankly, to be great. Yeah. In a lot of yeah. these businesses, it really is. Yeah, it's like you know, I think managing expectations universally is a, is a is an important aspect. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Fortinet. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Fortinet. What, so how did you guys, I mean, how, how do you and Bill get along? I mean, does he run in the day-to-day stuff? We get along great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so he's, uh, yeah, we're both here all the time. So, uh, no, it's, uh, it's good. It's good. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in, you know, working with people that, you are uh, that you learn from and you uh, and and that you respect and you trust and 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 I think that can make a difference in kind of your just satisfaction with what you do. Mm-hmm. How did you guys decide the roles, though? I mean, because you would have thought, Angie, quite frankly, I would have thought that the name, you know, it's got your name, you would have been the CEO. I mean, I think most people would think that, right? Yeah. But, so, but you're the co-founder and the CMO, and yet, right. quite frankly, you're you know kind of an analytical person, and you're in the extroverted <laughs> position. So, yeah. so, so there's a kind of a bunch of things going on there. So, how yeah. did you guys kind of come to those roles? For, yeah. Sure. So when we first started, so I, so when we first started, I was the president, and you know, because I was like yep. the only employee. Uh, so Bill was still <laughs> at the venture capital firm. So yep. uh, I ran the business for about the first three and a half years, and then I went off to business school. And when I went off to business, oh, school, you went to Harvard. Then, you went to Harvard, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yep. not just any business school. You went to Harvard. Yep. Yeah, I sure did. Uh, we. During that time, we had named the business after me because we'd actually called it Columbus Neighbors to start out with. Well, that's kind of short-sighted, short-sighted because you, you're going to be limited <laughs> right. to Columbus, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we renamed it about a year in, uh, and it came down to, you know, it was like, well, Angie's the one answering the phone, so yeah. that probably makes the story go best. Uh, and so... Uh, after about four years, we had we had three or four markets open, and it was time to kind of go recruit a management team. So oh. you know, I was I was twenty, whatever the rest, twenty five. I don't yeah. know. So we started a CEO search, and they um, and 
the board actually talked to Bill, like, Bill, this was your idea. Why don't you join? So he decided to leave the venture capital firm at that point and come on board. Um, so when I went off to business school, he kind of passed the keys off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your turn. Yep. Put, put the um, systems in place. Get it ready. I'll be back, right? I'll be back, yeah. yeah. But, it, I mean, but it was, it, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was a great experience for me to be able to step back, I think, from a, from a perspective of that business school experience was being able to, Kind of, I was exposed to a lot of things. We even did an acquisition before I went to business school. You know, like I didn't know any. Like you know, if you think about it, like you're like yeah. 22. Like I didn't like you know. I came from a family. My dad was a UPS driver. My mom was a bank teller. I didn't come from a world of like business experience. Yeah. So, you know, got exposed to a lot of things where business school was a chance to kind of like oh. That's, I had a lot of oh maybe that's how it would have worked did, better. Yeah, did 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 that did that experience of going to business school? Because I never went to business school. My business school is the school of hard knocks. That's where I went. Yep. And even though I bought and sold a lot of companies, I've said before, and and been in Fortune 100 companies as an officer. But did you did you learn a lot there that you could take back? Yeah, I mean it was a good it, it was a good time to kind of you know kind of learn a bunch of you know specific business skills, but then also just to kind of sharpen the way you know i kind of i thought about business yeah yeah it's a great great way of doing it and did and did you guys kind of come to these roles kind of naturally did it kind of just kind of evolve or was there did you did you just sit down and have a all right we got to decide this kind of moment yeah i think it was it was actually kind of funny bill and i were we were sharing this story with someone uh the other day and it was like so he was ceo i came back we had another guy that uh had been bill's intern after me that was uh that had joined as the COO, and mm-hmm. we kind of flipped a coin, and Scott decided to say COO, and so that left CMO for me. I don't even think there were, like, CMO wasn't even a, like, no, 20, it was it, like 15 years ago. It wasn't yep. even it wasn't a title. No, it wasn't. A, yeah, a title. Well, yeah, right. the CMO has only been around for about, about 18, 19 years, maybe 20 now. So right. when you're right, you're when you were talking about back then, you're five years into the business, and that term was not a term used very, very uh, exactly. widely. Yeah. Yep. So, so you just kind of made it your own. But, but you know, the fact that I think you, you know, I got to tell you, there are times in your careers, and this I think has been one of them, and I can point to it, that you, you get lucky, right? I mean, you really do. Yeah. You, you, you guys, you had a different name. Then you go back and say, okay, we're going to call it Angie's because she's answering the phone. Well, how, how fortuitous was that? And then, yeah. then you become the brand for it. And quite frankly, you haven't messed it up, right? That's good, you know. <laughs> yeah, My goal, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you haven't you haven't gone purple with your hair yet, or anything like that. Right, it's going right, to scare right. anything. And you know, but it's but you're a good person. You're a nice person. I've met you, as I said, a, a couple of times. It's always been a pleasure talking to you. You and you're always the nicest person. So it, it's reflective of your business. So how well, thank cool. You. It, well, it's thank cool. you. It's you know, cool. And I think, you know, consumers, I mean, you know, it's one of those things like people have loyalty to brands. People have more loyalty to people. And, you know, it just, you know, gives gives more personality to a brand. It's a big so. thing. All right. So let me, this is my rapid fire. Okay. I always like to ask you a couple of things and then you got to give me your opinion. Whatever comes to your mind, you know, it's meant to be controversial. Not All right. Really. I'm an introvert. Remember? Yeah, I, you know, oh, I'm going st- to right? stretch it. I'm going to stretch it. I'm going to stretch it. All right. Here we go. When it comes to wine, is it red or white? White. White. Which kind of white? What kind I like of, Chardonnay. Do you like a Chardonnay? My, my wife likes a Chardonnay, too. I, yeah. I'm kind of on the sweet wines myself. I like those. I'm into those right now. All right. The original Baltimore Colts or the Indianapolis Colts? 
which is Indianapolis better. Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I disagree with you there. You got, oh, I like on. tradition. I like tradition, and they they should move back to Baltimore in the in the in a in a in a, in a fog like they came. Remember night, that? Some night they're gonna load the semi up <laughs> and they're going back. I remember that. That was so sneaky. It was so bad when they moved that night. It was so. Oh, but it's been good for Indianapolis. And, now know, we have Andrew Luck, so we're there. You happy go. As can be. All right. Here's an easy one. Mac or PC. PC. Are you a PC person, really? I am. See, oh I'm gosh, like, yeah, come I'm to the not... dark side. You know, <laughs> I've got a few people still in my office that way. I can't. I don't get it, but they're holding on. Hey, yeah. uh, what about an iPhone or Android? iPhone. See now, well, I, that's just so I weird to me. me I, I think like mobile, like like. Kind of, you are I, really screwed up, blind, Angie. I'm telling I you. I use my entire, like, I do, like, most of my work on my phone. Like, I'm yeah. like, I ended up with bifocals in my 30s. I'm just like, oh. oh <laughs> which one, did, which of the iPhones did you get? Was oh, I'm, I'm, I'm cheap, remember? So oh, I'm yeah, you're the still in the, are you in the I four? I to do a are you, six. I, I think I have a five. Uh, do you have a five? I'm on I have the, a five, I, yeah. I, I wait till my free upgrade, Hey, you know? six plus. Go for the six plus. <laughs> hey, I who, think I need to. I thought I was going to have to get reading glasses. All right, who's, uh, who's better, plumbers or electricians? Plumbers. Plumbers. Why do you say that? I don't know. You just had to pick one? Came to my well, you just pissed off all the electricians. There you go right there. I love this controversy. I can't wait to... Yeah, I can see the headlines. You know, Angie hates electricians. That's what we're going to know. I'm, I'm just joking. Let me ask you this one about... Uh, this is college. Going back to college. DePaul or Harvard's? Which is better? DePaul. Oh, see, so you, you you hesitated there for a second, right? I had to think about it. Yeah. I had to think about it. I mean, you know. That's cool. I love DePaul. That's cool. <laughs> good for you. Well, it's a, it's a good school. Hey, this is a chance for you to give a shameless plug. Anything you want to do, because, you know, nothing's for free. You came on the show. You did it. You were willing to sit in the hot seat with me here. What's something you would like to plug? I don't care whether it's a business charity or whatever. What do you want to plug? Well, you know, I'd, I'd encourage everyone to go out and, you know, that snap fix functionality that I talked to you about, or you can just take a picture of what uh, you want done, test it out. Whether you're a member or not, you can go test it out for free. That's cool. So take a picture of something, send it in, and you guys will find somebody that will fix it for me. That's exactly right. Well, I can't wait to take a picture of my brother-in-law, Todd. I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. He's a curmudgeon, and I love him, but, you know, he needs he needs some fixing. So, hey, right. Angie, it's a pleasure. I love talking to you. I can't wait. We're going to have to have you back because this is just fun. And to talk to an introverted CMO and co-founder and to have so much fun was a blast. Oh, Jeff, it was great talking to you as well. Thanks so much. All right, we'll see you. And everybody go check out Angie's List. And don't forget, it's all business with Jeffrey Hazlett on play.it. And if you want to reach out to me, do so on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and even LinkedIn. I'm the guy that's answering all of those tweets, all of those posts, and all of those links. So come and get the good, the bad, and the ugly on all business with Jeffrey Hazlett. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.